All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop bowl presentation Welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show, a hoop ball presentation. This episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee, taste the Kona difference, head over to HawaiianIsles.com and Amazon. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I am joined by Captain Kurt Beach. Mr. Kurt Beach, how are you doing, sir? Adrian, my man, I am living the dream. Glad to be back on with you. Uh, glad that you and Neil were able to get together again, uh, reunite. So Yeah, I was telling you before we start recording, I was telling you, I hadn't talked to Neil for 
it was over 10 months ago after he and I, uh, we basically did almost all of the box score breakdown shows last season. I think we did f- uh, five shows a week, four or five shows a week. Uh, so, man, after talking to someone that long and then not talking to him forever, it, it was it was just so great to catch up with him again, man. Just just a good friend. like And uh, I really got to know him last year, and I really just missed the guy. So, uh, man, that was a special show for me. But I'm happy to have you back, Kurt. Always love talking hoops with you too, man. And uh, we got a great night of hoops in front of us. Uh, it's a pretty fun. This is like, you know, we're like, we're almost at the halfway point of the season right now. Um, in roto leagues, roto leagues, I believe you go what twenty six weeks. I think we're about to hit week thirteen. I know in head to head leagues. We, the uh, season doesn't go all the way to the end like Roto League, so we may already be halfway past the halfway point. So, Kurt, we're at this great point of the season. Ton of action, ton of stuff going on. Guys coming back from injury. Guys just, oh man, it's just a great time. So, let's jump right into it. Anything you think uh, besides, before we get in the box score, anything newsworthy that you think we need to hit up on? Uh, nothing crazy that I can think of that we we won't touch on on most of these box scores that we have. Yeah, I agree with you. Some there, I think there is some important stuff to talk about, but it's all mostly uh, relevant on the games that we're about to hit up. So, dude, we got a good slate. Let's jump right into this, man. I'm not gonna waste any more time. Uh, first game I got up is the Utah Jazz taking on the Washington Wizards. Uh, the Jazz getting the victory 127 to 116. I'm going to take a look at the Utah first side first. B- before I look at the box score, no Donovan Mitchell tonight. I believe it was just an illness, so do not worry if you if you got uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure he's going to be back and ready to rock in the next one. Um, I guess I'll start with Bogdanovich, who put up a 31-point game, three assists, three rebounds, two threes on 12 of 23 shooting. Was a perfect five of five from the line. Rudy Gobert with a monster double double, 21 points with 14 rebounds, two blocks of steal on eight of 10 shooting. Hurt you a little bit from the line. He was five of nine there, but pff, I don't think you care at all. Um, Joe Ingles, man, this, you know, ever since Conley has gone down, Joe Ingles has been rock solid. Twenty points for Ingles, two steals, nine assists, two rebounds, four of eight from three-point range, six of fifteen from the field, four of four from the line. Interesting thing in my home league. Joe Ingles just got traded for Devontae Graham. So to give you an idea of how people are maybe perceiving Joe Ingles right now, uh, you know, hey, if you want to sell high on Joe Ingles, you know, I mean, we don't know when Mike Conley's coming back, but if you do believe Ingles kind of like takes a hit when Conley returns, maybe now's a good time to sell high on uh, Joe Ingles. Um Moutier got the start for Donovan Mitchell. Moutier had 14 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 of 10 shooting from the field, 1 of 1 from the line. I don't think we're picking up Moutier because I would expect Mitchell to be back pretty quickly. Uh, Royce O'Neal's been starting but has not been doing much. 10 points in 29 minutes. Um, Off the bench, Jordan Clarkson I think is worth – a play in deeper like 14 team or deeper leagues he's he seems to be good for like a 20 point 
game. Tonight he had two steals, three assists, two rebounds to go along with 23 points. He added a three. You know, even though he's coming off the bench, saw 34 minutes here in this one. So um, still getting an, a lot of run. 10 at 22 from the field for. Jordan Clarkson, 2-2 two two from the line. So other than that, man, not much to talk about off the bench. Don't really trust anyone else. Can't really think of anything else relevant here. Kurt, what do you think of the Jazz? Only thing, man, is, uh, like I said, not much changing here. Uh, Moutier had a decent line for a fill-in start, but uh, Donovan could be back any day. The, the thing that I'm starting to get to the end of my rope on is Conley, man. I drafted him in a few spots, and even though I have room in a couple IRs, it's like I have teams <laughs> where I have four or five guys that are hurt, and I've just been kind of coasting somehow, surviving, and I think I'm almost done with them. I, I'm looking at this one league where Darius Garland is sitting on the wire, mm. and he's been hot lately. Uh, in two of my leagues, Jordan McRae got dropped, and I think he could be an improvement. I'm, I'm nearing the end of my rope with Conley. I'm, I'm trying to be patient, and I know as soon as I make that move, he's going to come back, and he's going <laughs> to make me regret it. But so let me ask you some, Kurt. Uh, Kurt, I'm looking at Basketball Monster. They have his estimated return as 116, which is just four days away. Like, are you? Dr- I mean, you've held on to Conley this long. Are you going to just hang on a little longer, just see what he does, or are you just today? Like, uh, you mentioned Garland. I, Garland's been—he's been really trending up, and he's a guy I think who could become a real solid play into this second half of the season. So I would not fault you at all for wanting to make that switch. Like, do you just go ahead and make that move, or? Knowing if you know for sure Conley's coming back this week, do you hang on just a couple more days just to see what he can do? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably hold on. Just you know, just being annoyed with him, probably with anyone who drafted him. Um, the Cavs do go four times this week, mm. but I I didn't know about I I didn't see that bit of news about the return on the sixteenth. So I'll keep holding on. You, <laughs> I just I just like to complain. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, what went down on the Wizards' side of this game? You know, really interesting. They got Beal and Thomas Bryant back today. That's huge for me, man. I got a lot of shares of both of those guys. So what went down on the Wizards' uh, side of this game? Yeah, man, good Good to see Beal back after missing five games. Uh, he jumped right into the starting lineup, had 25 points, four assists, a steal, 0 of 7 from three-point land, but still a, a decent a pretty strong game for his first game back, and he did that in only 27 minutes. His return kicked Jordan McRae to the bench. Uh, he's been really hot lately. He had 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and still saw 25 minutes even with Beal returning. Over the last 30 days, McRae's been number 106 on the season, and a lot of that is his percentages. Uh, bringing driving his value down at 41% from the field and 72 from the line. Because otherwise, in that span, nine-game span, he's been averaging 22 points, almost six boards, almost three-and-a-half assists, one steal, one block, and 2.7 threes. So those are some pretty massive numbers. I wasn't sure who to trust on this Wizards team when everyone was injured with so many different guys kind of taking a hot-hand approach. But like I said, he... 
was dropped today in two of my leagues, probably when people saw that Beal was returning. And I'm pretty stoked about maybe scooping him up. Uh, I missed I missed the boat on him in all my leagues, and then he was just gone. So still getting 25 minutes. I'm a little concerned about Beal, you know, with the sore leg and him missing seven of the last eight games. As much as he wants to play, I, I feel like I've been preaching this all season. I think he's a potential shutdown guy. And we saw what McCray did with Beal out. So, I don't know. Maybe Beal goes on a tear. I would maybe try to trade him and try to get something decent back in return if he does that. But I'm super excited about uh, super excited about Jordan McCray. And he looks pretty good out there. Also, let's see. Isaiah Thomas, I was excited about him to start the year. He's a drop. I, I don't even think you can own him in 14-teamers. He just hasn't been doing enough hasn't been getting good minutes he doesn't have that burst speed i think he's a cut pretty much everywhere uh maybe 16 teamers and deeper you could hold on Jan mahinmi started today he had a really solid line 15 6 and 7 assists two steals one block one three perfect from the free throw line five of seven from the field but unfortunately you probably aren't going to see this continue with, like you said, Adrian Thomas Bryant being back. They're going to probably bring Bryant along slowly, but as you said, it's good to see him back out there. He saw 15 minutes tonight for 8-3. and three. Probably see those minutes slowly ramp up and keep and uh, keep eating into Mahinmi's value. Uh, Gary Payton started, only saw 13 minutes. Isaac Bonga, not really a standard league guy or, or even 14-teamer. Davis Bertans was back. I believe this was only his second game. I have him in a lot of places, so really excited to have him back. He came off the bench for 26 minutes, 18-4 and four with four triples. Pasechniks, I think that's how you say his name, only saw two minutes. So if you're riding him in a deeper league, I think he's a drop. And the other guy here who I would monitor is Troy Brown Jr. He's been pretty good in the last 30 days. He's number 101 on the season, according to Yahoo's 9-cat rankings. Uh, 15 and 7 with 1.4 steals, 1.1 triples. So the fringier guys, I think most of them are going to fade. Minus Troy Brown, I'd still keep holding on to. And if McCray was dropped in your league, I would be scooping him up real quick. Yeah, I love that take on McCray. And I think people are going to prematurely drop him. And, you know, tonight, even with Beal back, saw 25 minutes and put up a nice line. And. And this is tough for me to say, Kurt, because I got so many shares of Beal. I'm kind of scared about Beal, man. I mean, he could easily uh, have another flare-up or aggravation of whatever's going on with his leg. The Wizards really don't have much to play for. They're going to just be extra cautious with him. I think Beal is a major shutdown concern. We've already seen McCray just play balls out in – with Beal out of the lineup. So I think if somebody drops McCray, go snatch him up. And, uh, and also I love your take. Um, uh, I agree with your take on Isaiah Thomas, man. I picked him up in one deep league and, and I'm ready to move on from him as well. So, uh, you're definitely right on there. And then one last take I got, I've got all kinds of shares of Thomas Bryant. I'm going to be a little, um, What's the word? Patient. Because Mm -hmm. as you said, it sounds like they're going to bring them along slowly. Also, all of a sudden now, the Wizards 
are kind of deep in that front court with Bertans. Yeah. We're still waiting for Mo Wagner to return. Um, uh, Mahini's been playing okay. Like, all of a sudden, they got these guys here. So, I don't know, man. I'm a little worried about Thomas Bryant. Also, in leagues where like those roto style game cap leagues i'm not even going to put him in a playable spot until he's up to starter type minutes because of what of what we saw tonight 20 minutes put up eight points right so until he starts and puts up a good game i'm not going to move him into my starting lineup in those type of leagues but anyways um let's move on let's jump over to the next game the miami heat the Miami Heat at the New York Knicks. The Knicks getting the victory. What a surprise. 124 to 121. Um, I'm going to check out what went down on the Heat side of this game. Uh, I'm going to start with Bam Adebayo, man. This guy has been one of my favorite players to watch. 15 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds. Not the biggest line. Did have 5 turnovers, but was good from the line. 5 of 6. Was good from the field. 5 of 7. Um... No defensive stats as well, so it feels kind of like a letdown, but man, Bam Adebayo's been fantastic, and I just expect him to keep doing his thing into the second half of the season. Jimmy Butler, another guy who's been good, 25 points, 6 assists, 10 rebounds, a block, 8 of 15 from the field, 9 of 11 from the line. None had 20 points, a steal, a block, and assists. Two rebounds, two threes on 9 of 15 shooting. Robinson had 11 points, four assists, four rebounds, three threes on three of 10 shooting from the field, two of two from the line. Myers Leonard gets the start next to Adebayo, but Leonard really doesn't too much. Uh, only seven points. Did have three assists and four rebounds, but usually gets this low 20-minute roll and really not worth uh, playing in standard leagues. Goran Dragic. Uh, could be a guy that you play off the bench. Um, he only had six points tonight, four assists, two rebounds on three of seven shooting. Tyler Hero is another guy in deeper leagues who can get some run. He had 15 points, one assist, four rebounds, uh, three threes on five of 12 shooting from the field. He was two of two from the line. Uh, you know, Derek Jones is another guy who I'm seeing streamed in a lot of leagues. And tonight is like uh, the floor for him, man. 19 minutes. He only had three points, one steal, one block. So, uh, you know, even though he has had some good games in the past week, this is the fear that I have with Derek Jones is when, uh, you know, the starters are getting big run and he gets minutes in that high high teen range, low 20 minute range. If he's not really balling, he can give you a, a low end line like tonight. Um, no Alinic, no Dion Waiters. I don't know what's going on with Justice Winslow. Are we even going to see Waiters or Winslow again this season? I don't know, man. But uh, Kurt, what do you think of the Miami Heat? Um, like you said, love Adebayo. The only thing that really had my attention from a fantasy standpoint really here was uh Derek jones jr I, I picked him up in a lot of places i love those defensive numbers he had been i want to say number 79 uh by yahoo ranks in the last 30 days in nine cat uh and doing that on 1.6 steals 1.0 blocks almost one three 12 points five rebounds he's been really solid 
But the minutes have trended down. I think this was the fourth game in a row. Yeah, he was at 36, then 30, 23, and then tonight 18. Uh, I'm seeing that they say some of this was because of uh, James Johnson, but kind of disappointing there. In one position I was in, I think it was last night, I had to choose. I was activating somebody. I don't remember who it was off my IR, and I had to choose to cut either DJJ or Miles Bridges. Ooh. And I cut Miles Bridges. Wow. <laughs> yeah, those were those were my two bottom guys, and I'm already regretting it. Wow. Anyway, that's that's the only thing that kind of stings me. You got any final thoughts on these guys, Adrian? Nope. What went down on the Knicks side of this game? Well, good sir. Our buddy Mitch Robb continues to shoot himself in the foot with the foul trouble. Five fouls tonight limited him to 15 minutes, two points, three boards, one block. And he also had three turnovers, which is very high for only 15 minutes. He's been very disappointing this year. Kind of a bummer. Uh, I still think he's a buy buy low, I guess, because I think at some point we saw him do it in the last month or two last season with the blocks. He's surprisingly, I think, number 57 on the season in nine cap on almost 10 and seven with 1.8 blocks and 71% from the field in the last 30 days, he's number 40. So he's actually uh, been better in the last month in last year on his, his season numbers were 2.4 blocks. And I believe that last month, six weeks, whatever it was of the season where he really got hot, he was averaging 2.7, I believe. So he's got the potential to really help you win those blocks. I feel like I say this every episode, but I would still try to buy low on him. Uh, the coaching change didn't help. And now maybe owners are at that really frustrated point again where maybe you could get him for one of your, your back-end guys and have somebody help you win blocks. Uh, with him getting in foul trouble, Taj Gibson, who usually starts and gets low minutes, saw 31 minutes for 14 and 8 with a steal and a block. I'm not doing anything there. Julius Randle had 26 and 8. Also chipped in four dimes, two steals, one three. He's been a lot better in the last 30 days. He's been number 55. And in that span, he's averaging 24 and 10 with three assists, 46% from the field, 78% from the line. A huge jump from, uh, I believe, on the season. He's somewhere around like 180 or 190. So a huge jump for Julius in the last month. Alfred Payton starts. He's your assist and steals guy. He had five and two of those tonight, 10 points. Reggie Bullock started. I guess I should have led with uh, Marcus Morris missed his fourth game today with a sore neck. Neil Aquina didn't play with a groin injury. And Dennis Smith Jr. missed his ninth game. So there's some minutes up for grabs here. Reggie Bullock took 12 three-pointers, made four of them, had 16 points, four assists, two steals. He's usually just going to be your your three-point specialist. But he's been hitting, a, or he's been swiping a whole bunch in the last four or five games as well. R.J. Barrett saw 40 minutes for 23 points, five boards, three assists, two steals, and in a shocking twist, shot 70% from the field and 80% from the free throw line, while also having zero turnovers. So the three areas where he usually destroys your team, he was actually very, very good in tonight. Maybe. He'll trend up as the season goes on. Uh, as of right now, he's not really a standard league guy by rankings, but I could understand holding him for the upside. 
Kevin Knox had 17 points off the bench for five and five boards. And other than that, there's really not much here to look at. Did I miss anything, Adrian? What's your take on these Knicks? I don't even have much to say, man. You you covered them more than thorough. And, uh, man, I just uh, – uh, the, the Knicks are just uh, – I just – it's not fun for me to talk about the Knicks, so I don't no. even have much to add here, man. You nailed it all. I'm just going to go on to the next game. Do it. <laughs> next we'll be game. done with <laughs> Next game up, another super close game here. The Spurs at the Raptors. The Spurs taking down the Raptors, 105-104. to 104. I'm going to start on DeMar DeRozan, who, by the way, I saw on Twitter, he had a nasty dunk on Chris Boucher, man. It was, uh, whoo, it, it was a sweet jam. 25 points for DeRozan, two steals, four assists, eight boards, uh, on seven of 12 shooting. He was 11 of 14 from the line. LaMarcus Aldridge with a letdown here. He's been outstanding on the season, though. If you drafted Aldridge, you are loving the return that he's been giving you. 11 points for him tonight. One steal, four assists, four rebounds, two threes on four of 10 shooting. Uh, Murray got the start, but you know only played 21 minutes for 10 points, four assists, seven rebounds, for Murray on five of nine shooting Forbes, you know, Forbes also uh, a lot of the backcourt here, just 21 minutes for Murray, 20 for Forbes. So looks like uh, they went with uh, Mills and White here who played 28 minutes and 27 minutes. So looks like the backcourt bench kind of got hot. Um, But anyways, Forbes had seven points and assists, a rebound, one three on three of 10 shooting. Lyles gets the start, man, but he only had four points, five rebounds, hasn't been doing anything. In fact, uh, Jakob Pertl actually ended up starting the second half over Lyles. Pertl had four points and ten boards, two blocks off of the bench. I talked about uh, Patty Mills earlier getting hot off the bench. He had nine points, four rebounds. Uh, one three on three of twelve shooting. Derek White with Derek White actually with a nice line here. Thirteen points, three blocks, four assists, four rebounds. This is a, a good game for him. Five of nine shooting from the field. He's on the wire in a lot of my leagues, but just tough to pick him up with Pop's rotations and um, I, you know I think he's had a lot of bad games besides this one good game here. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think if I missed anything. Rudy Gay, 15 points, three assists, two rebounds, two threes on four of nine shooting. He was five of six from the line. That's a pretty good game for Gay. Uh, let me just double check that. I uh, just want to make sure. No, no injuries. I'm trying to just make sure that these low minute totals here for this starting backcourt is just because they just weren't playing well. And that's what it looks like to me. Kurt, any thoughts on the Spurs? Um, only thing, like you said, Aldridge has been a monster over the last month. He's number six. Wow. And listen to these numbers in that span. 30, 13 game sample size, 51% from the field, 89.5 from the stripe. 20 points, almost nine rebounds, almost three assists, 2.1 blocks. Wow. 2.1. I don't – has he ever done that in his career? I'm not no. sure. Maybe, maybe, that, that's crazy. And 0.8 turnovers, also chipping in 2.3 triples. Just an absolute stud. I, would you would you try to sell high on him, Adrian? His, his, 
you know, was forty-eight on Yahoo, and currently number six in the last month. I think I would only because, you know, uh, he's a veteran player. I w- I'd like to think that San Antonio maybe tries to make a move, but then again, you know, they're they're an organization that's not known for taking a lot of risks and making a lot of moves. So I don't know, man. I mean. I think if you want to sell high on Aldridge, it makes sense to me. But also, you're loving life because you probably drafted this guy, what, in the fourth or fifth round or something. And, man, for him to be returning that value, it's like you just enjoy the ride if you got him. Yeah. Adrian, you know what's crazy? He's – how old is he? He is 34. Mm-hmm. 34. And blocks is one of those stats you usually see if somebody's a monster in blocks – it usually tails off after the first four or five years. Uh, it, it drops pretty significantly. And you almost never see it go up like this. I'm looking at his numbers starting in 06, 07. 1.2, 1.2, 1, 1. 1.2, 0.8. Anyway, on the season, he's at 1.9. Wow. The closest he's ever been to that was last year. He averaged 1.3. So that's just shocking to average more than a half a block Per game, then then your best season as a 34 year old. How is he even doing this? Maybe wow. <laughs> maybe uh, he's the guy that they need to be checking to see if he's got a little extra something something in his system. You know, the other strange thing to think about is the Spurs are co- are currently one game out of the eighth spot, so they're still in this playoff hunt. It's really always tough to count out uh, the Spurs organization and Coach Popovich. I mean, they've just been relevant for as long as I can remember. And so, man, I just don't count them out, which is another reason they might really lean heavily on Aldridge and DeRozan. And so uh, if you want to just stick with Aldridge, man, uh, I I couldn't blame you. Could yeah. not blame you. Kurt, what went down on the Toronto side of this game? Well, we'll keep up the trend of guys returning today. The Raptors got Siakam back, which was a nice surprise after he went down and they said, you know, out indefinitely. Who knew how long that was going to be? Uh, nice to see how long did it end up being. Maybe maybe a month or so, a little shy of a month. I know he went down somewhere around Christmas. So good to see him back. A little rusty. Six of 17 from the field. Still had 15, 5, and 4. No defensive stats, but chipped in two threes. Just just good to see him back out and playing and also inserted right in the starting lineup and seeing 30 minutes right off the bat, so he'll be just fine. They also got Norm Powell back. I was This one I was a little surprised in to see him. I know he had a good, I think, month-long sample size of numbers going on before he went down, but I wasn't expecting to see him come back and do this right out of the gate. Uh 20 points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal, four threes. He's a guy that's getting scooped up everywhere. If he's still available in your league, you probably got to ride with him, uh, at least until Freddie Van Vliet comes back. That, that'll that probably take a little of the shine off. But, yeah, if he's sitting out there on your wire, I think you need to own him. Kyle Lowry, minutes monster, 39 minutes tonight, 16 points, 15 assists, two steals, four threes. Ibaka, he had a solid game. He's been a monster with some of these guys injured on the team. 21 points, 14 boards, one block, three threes. OG Ananobi had eight points, three boards, two assists, one steal, one three. 
He's trending down some, but I think he's still a standard league guy. And with these guys all back, they're still missing FVV and Gasol. With these guys back, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be a standard league value off the bench. Chris Boucher saw only nine minutes. He did give you four cash counters, but that's not enough for most leagues. Ronde Hollis-Jefferson, he's maybe in a deep league, but tonight 9-6 and six with a steal and a block, only saw 18 minutes. The minutes are the, the big thing for me. The, guy who's, the only guy who saw more than 18 minutes was McCaw. He had 20, but he didn't do much in that time. Two points, two boards, two assists. Um, trying to see if I'm forgetting anything here. The only thing that I... I just continue to say on this team is Lowry man on the season is averaging 30, 38 and a half minutes. I think that's way too many. And in the last 14 games, he's averaging 41 minutes a game. We know this guy's injury history. I feel like I continue to say this, but I, I would maybe try to get out from under him because they're just running him in the ground. And at some point it's going to catch up. I think other than that, Adrian, I don't have anything on these guys. What do you want to say about these Raptors? I just want to reiterate what you said about Norman Powell, man. I I wish I grabbed him. Uh, in my league, he got snatched up just a few days ago, and I think that was brilliant because uh, right off the bat, gets 30 minutes, takes 14 shots, has just a great game. And uh, from what I'm hearing, Van Vliet could miss up to another week. So uh, you got to definitely – pick up Norman Powell if he's still there because uh, what he did tonight, I think we can expect this from him for as long as Van Vliet is out. Mm-hmm. Love love your take on Lowry. Uh, man, if he's getting... I mean, he played almost 40 minutes uh, tonight and there's just no way he can keep up this pace for the entire season and uh, I'm worried about him, man. Definitely at some point he's going to break down so love that idea of maybe you know uh, tonight 15 assists who which team like any team can use 15 assists so um there's probably a team you can target a point guard needy team that you can float a lowry offer out to all right kurt let's keep it going let's jump over to the next game the golden state warriors taking on the memphis grizzlies the Grizzlies getting the victory here, 122 to 102. I'm going to take a look at the Warriors' side of this game. I'm going to start with D'Angelo Russell, who um, I was surprised he played in this one. I thought he was going to miss uh, this game, but happy to see him back. 34 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, 5 threes on 12 of 24 shooting from the field. He was 5 of 6 from the line. Robinson gets the start here. He had 8 points, 2 steals, 7 rebounds, 1-3 uh, on 3 of 7 shooting. Alec Burks also getting the start. You know, interesting in this one, no Kai Bowman, no Damian Lee in this one as well. So, uh, you know, re- probably why we saw Burks get the start here. 13 points, 6 rebounds for him, 1-3 on 4 of 12 shooting. He was 4 of 5 from the line. I have picked up Omari Spellman everywhere I can. It looks like he's got the he took the starting gig 
away at the center spot from Willie Cauley-Stein. He's been pretty good. I love that he gives you threes from your center position. He was 3-3 three three from downtown. And, you know, even though he didn't blow you away with a big line, I love that he just trickled in, uh, just contributed across the board with 12 points, two blocks, one steal, three assists, four rebounds. Uh, he was 3-7 from the field, 3-6 from the line. So if he's still floating out there in your league, I would snatch up Spellman because it looks like he could be the starting center, I don't know, maybe for the rest of the season. Draymond Green with three points, three blocks, three steals. You got to love six defensive stats from Green, four assists, eight boards, one three. He only shot one of five from the field, didn't even have any free throws. But uh, I love that defensive contribution. The four assists and the eight boards are nice. Uh, a guy who I think is an interesting stash is Eric Pascal. Ten points for him tonight. Five steals, five assists, five rebounds. Um, you know, even though he came off the bench, he played 30 minutes, was 5 of 12 from the field. I would expect at some point for Draymond Green to miss time or even at some point maybe even get shut down. I think if that happens, I think Eric Pascal could be a solid play. And, you know, even a night like tonight um, with Draymond Green starting, Pascal, this is a pretty decent line for him. So I think he's worth an add and he's he's floating out there in a lot of leagues. Um, other than that, Poole had a nice game. In 27 minutes, Jordan Poole had 13 points, two assists, three rebounds. I don't really trust Poole, Evans, Collie Stein, really nobody else here off the bench. Uh, don't panic if you're Damian Lee. From what I understand, they have to rework his contract or something, and maybe that's why he didn't play tonight. I'm not too sure on the details there. Um, maybe Kai Bowman as well. I don't know. I'm not certain. Kurt, what do you think of the Warriors? Adrian, you nail everything, man. We we all we just think alike. I love the take on Spellman, like you said, not big scoring, but I mean, us fantasy geeks, we know that that is a sexy line. I would scoop him up everywhere and see what happens. I also like your take on Pascal. Um, you know, we saw what he could do when he was kind of the lead lead horse earlier in the season, and the minutes are ramping up. I think we could definitely see that again later in the season. And and like you said, good point with Damian Lee. You know, he had been on a real tear, uh, number 74 in nine cat in the last month. And like you said, it's just what I'm reading is that they're just still reworking his contract and it's supposed to be a few days. So if somebody panicked and dropped him, I would scoop him up as well. Nice. Um, um, nice. Anything else on the Warriors or you want to jump over on the Memphis side of this game? That's it, man. Let's hit these Grizzlies up. All right. All righty. So the Grizzlies, you know, we always are seeing their starters get high 20s, low 30s in minutes. Same trend tonight. Um, I'll, I'll say why I mentioned that in a second. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 21 and 5 with two assists, one steal, two blocks, three threes. Monster line. He's really coming on strong. Jay Crowder, deep league special there. Uh, five and six, one assist, three steals, one three. Jonas Valanciunas had a monster night, 13 of 17 from the field for 31 points, 19 boards, one assist, one steal, two blocks, and chipped in a three. Great line from JV. John Morant, 11, seven, and 10 with one steal and one three. 
Dylan Brooks has been hot from three-point land lately. Not tonight, 0 of 6. He had seven points and two rebounds. Probably one of his quietest games in the last uh, eight or so, I would say. And then off the bench, really the only guys worth mentioning, Brandon Clark only saw 19 minutes, but you know he has a, a way of surviving in this fantasy rankings in limited minutes. 9 and 11, two assists, one steal, one block. Keep holding there if you can. I've seen some drop questions. And DeAnthony Melton is one of those sneaky good guys. He is somebody else who can really thrive in limited minutes. Only 20 tonight for 10 points, three boards, five assists, two steals, two blocks, one three. Uh, the reason I mentioned the minutes, I just wanted to – I was looking at the rankings over the last 30 days. It's, some of these rankings are just surprising. Jaron Jackson Jr., over the last month, 15-game sample size is number 19 prior to tonight in 9-cat. Juicy numbers, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 1.8 blocks. And the most surprising number to me is the three-pointers, 3.7. I didn't end up having him on any team this year, but if I did, I was looking to beef my blocks up. And 3.7 blocks, it's crazy. I feel like he's a Carl Anthony Towns Jr. right now. And then Brandon Clark, again, don't panic with him. He's number 93 in the same span. And the other guy who's surprising for me, I think he's actually – he contributes more than I think what – sometimes the rankings are deceiving, you know, Adrian? And Ja in the last month is number 125 in 9-cap. But the surprising thing is it seems like he does a lot, but from the field he's shooting 52%. That's great. And from the stripe, 82%. That's great. Also chipping in 17 points, almost four boards, almost eight assists. But I guess his rankings driven down by his defensive numbers, only averaging .9 combined steals and blocks and .83s, also chipping in 3.4 turnovers. But, you know, the percentages are good, points are good, assists are good. He's one of those guys where I think it's actually – more helpful to your team than what the rankings might indicate. So be strictly based on the, the rankings, if you have somebody who's like over-invested in the rankings, I think you can get him for a good price right now. Other than that, Adrian, I don't have anything else on these guys. What's your take on them? I love your take on Morant. And, you know, I, I feel lucky where I got him in my home league. It's an eight-category league, and his rank jumps up to player 70 when you take those turnovers out of the equation, and he had five turnovers tonight, so when you take those turnovers out, he's a much better player, and, you know, it's just, I just... Um, the assists, 10 assists tonight. He's just a really good passer. You know, not a great three-point shooter. As you mentioned, those defensive stats aren't there. But uh, his value, he should be a great scorer. Um, you know, tonight the shooting wasn't really there, 4 of 12, but gets to the rim and shoots a lot of sh- shots close to the rim. So usually field goal uh, field goal percentage is not an issue tonight wasn't great there but so i agree with you man if you can get morant especially in an eight category league um uh i think it's an outstanding move and you know also in this league where i'm in i'm doing really good in assists i can really use more of a like a rebound or shot blocker type player i'm thinking of maybe targeting the team that's like down at the bottom and assists maybe they would like john morant maybe i can get 
um, a decent center off of them. So, um, I don't know. Anyways, and then love your take on JJJ. It's just so great to see him finally emerge. And, uh, you know, a lot of us believed that JJJ had this potential, but I got to admit, uh, was worried because it seemed like uh, it wasn't happening and he was having these weird injuries and it feels great to kind of finally see him arrive and now he's putting up this great value and he's doing it over a nice stretch right it's not just like a week and he's disappearing it's he's finally putting together a nice stretch of good value so i hope this is the arrival of jjj uh i don't even know i think this guy's like 20 years old i'm totally talking off the top of my head here so still still a kid man and um the future is just so sky high for him and this memphis grizzlies team man this this memphis grizzlies team might be my favorite young core like they're so fun to watch and uh they're they're gonna be one of my favorite teams because they're just so fun all right uh let's keep going let's jump to the next game the atlanta hawks getting destroyed by the brooklyn nets the nets winning 108 to 86 gonna jump in on the hawks side uh i got trey young in a couple spots was really disappointed to hear he was gonna miss this one because he's been so good but um have no fear he has been uh he's been pretty good man he's had a couple of bad ankle injuries and he just bounces right back so i'm not expecting him to miss any time i think it's a hamstring maybe soreness or something but i don't think he's gonna miss any extended time so um he should be just fine cam reddish played well tonight 20 points five steals two assists four threes on six of 16 shooting he was four four from the line look i've watched a lot of atlanta hawks this year because i got so much trey young man i gotta say cam reddish is very raw like super wild and very raw so i am not gonna jump on this nice game he could follow up this game with three duds he's just hey i'm not saying he's not gonna be a great pro one day or a good fantasy guy one day that may be but i'm not going to pick up cam reddish at all this season because uh he's just so raw i mean he could have games like this and he could have games where he gives you nothing so i don't want to deal with that john collins was very disappointing in this one eight points did have two blocks but he only shot two of 11 um oh of five from downtown he was four of five from the line and the three assists and five boards, but man, I really expecting more from John Collins. Anytime Trey Young misses, Brandon Goodwin is the guy you want to stream. And you know, the shooting was not great tonight. Only three at twelve for eight points, but did have two steals, three assists, four rebounds, one three. It's just the usage, the the fact that he took twelve shots. He took eight threes. So um if there's ever a streaming guy when Trey Young misses, think good wins your guy even though he didn't have a good one here um herder didn't shoot well at as well man a lot of guys on the this hawks team playing bad um the herder was only three of 11 for eight points but he has been pretty good lately and definitely stick with herder because he's a guy i really like herder's outlook for the second half of the season uh he also added five assists five rebounds two threes um DeAndre Hunter, I actually picked this guy up in some deep leagues. I'm already ready to move on, man. Two points. Um, 
maybe got into some foul trouble. He got 3,000, only played 17 minutes. I don't know. Maybe the coach just decided to go with some of the, these guys off the bench who got hot. Like Bembry had 12 points in 22 minutes and with four steals, three assists, three rebounds. But really tough to trust any of these bench guys. I know Alex Len has been playing better. Um, but this is exactly why I'm scared to play Len. Came off the bench in 16 minutes. He had 10 points, not much else. Four rebounds, one assist for Len. Oh, man, other than that, not much to talk about here. Kurt, what do you think of the Hawks? Only, I, I like your take on Brandon Goodwin. I got to be honest here, Adrian. I didn't even know who this guy was until you <laughs> just said his name. <laughs> and I've been looking him up. So, yeah, decent stat line. Uh, for his, when he's been uh, filling in here. So I'm definitely going to file that away and, and keep that in mind because I got a couple shares of Trey Young too. Other than and that, like you said, John Collins, you'd hope for be- for better without Trey out there. But, you know, they just kind of got run out of gym. Do you want to hear about these nets? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so another story of a guy returning. Man, how many players did we see return tonight from extended absences? I feel it's like... This is six, seven. Uh, and that, of course, was Kyrie Irving. Jumped right into the starting lineup for 20 minutes. 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, one three. Um, all the starting unit actually saw limited minutes with the blowout going on. Jared Allen, 10 and 12 with a steal and a block. Torian Prince had 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, four threes. One of his better lines. I've dropped him in a couple places. He's, he was just murdering my field goal percentage so much. And I had other guys on the wire that were doing somewhat similar things and not hurting me as much. He also turns it over a lot for a guy who's uh, – for the amount of turnovers he was given, you expect a little more across the stat sheet. So I don't think he's necessarily a must-hold in standard leagues. He is number 147 over the last month in nine cat. So, yeah, just barely inside that top 156. Spencer Dinwiddie's going to see a big ding if uh, Kyrie Irving, until Kyrie Irving goes down again. Uh, tonight, he had seven points, eight assists, four rebounds, one three. Joe Harris had 11 points, seven boards, and a steal. I think he'll be fine off the bench. DeAndre Jordan, 13 and eight with a block. And Karis LeVert saw 22 minutes. He had 13 points, two rebounds, one assist, three steals. Um, the things that always – I feel like LeVert gets a lot of hype, but he hurts you in so many places. On the season, 42% from the field, 62 from the stripe, 3.2 turnovers. And wasn't too far off that tonight at 28% from the field, 66, and four turnovers. So I feel like he gets a lot more – credit than he deserves and he's probably more of a a points type guy points league type guy garrett temple who had an okay run going for deep leaguers with irving out is now probably going to be uh irrelevant there other than that i guess the thing that i just kind of want to talk about a little bit was the dinwiddie and irving thing man before irving came back i was seeing people trading him for pennies on the dollar saying you know, he could be sitting out the rest of the season. They have no reason to play him. And I was right on board with that. Um, I guess that being said, 
I think anytime he gets dinged up, they're going to sit him. So if he goes out there and has five or six strong games in a row, I would be trying to trade him like crazy. I would even don't start too low. Maybe, maybe start with uh, second rounders. Um, also, like, like we talked about kind of equally is not equally scary, but I, I would, I would trade uh, Irving for Beal in a heartbeat on the Beal side. I think, I think they're both a little scary. So maybe, maybe go with somebody who's a little safe, but I think that would be an upgrade. And then also with Dinwiddie, surprisingly, I feel like he's been tearing it up. So kind of surprising to see in the last month, he's been averaging 26 points, three and a half boards, 7.2 assists, and 1.93 pointers. I feel like with those numbers, a guy would be like a top 80 type guy. But when you factor in 41% from the field, 72 from the line, uh, almost no defensive stats and 3.2 turnovers. In that last month, he actually been number 209. Um, I heard our one of our benevolent overlords, Mr. Dan Vesper, say that he was actually a drop candidate before Irving came back. Um, so kind of surprising to see somebody averaging 26 and seven, almost two threes, be number 209 on the season. So that numbers, I would think, you know, initial thought is with Irving back that those will go down, but. You know, Irving's going to take some of that defensive pressure, so maybe Dinwiddie's efficiency goes up. I would keep holding on to see what happens there. Like I said, Irving could go down at any moment. And, yeah, just some moving pieces here. Adrian, what's your take on on uh, Brooklyn here and specifically these uh, backcourt guys? Man, you and I are so much alike, Kurt. Uh, I love your take on Kyrie Irving. I, too, you know, I mean, we, we were hearing – that if this cortisone shot in his shoulder, if he didn't react well to it, he may need surgery, and that's it. So, um, yeah. surprise! I mean, you literally could have flipped a coin. Yes, he's going to play again this season. No, he's not. Like we're not going to see him till next year. And so, um, man, I think you got to move from Kyrie Irving if you can, especially. I mean, this is. Uh, for him to come back after missing so much time, put up 21 points in a nice line, this is better than you could have expected. If he can string together a nice little run here, I would be trying to move him for sure. Um, other than that, man, Levert, I got a lot of shares of Levert. He's been such a bummer. Just um, just the bad field goal percentage, the you know, no defensive stats really. Although he did have three steals here tonight, why isn't he starting yet either, man? It's like um, still coming off the bench. It was a thumb injury. It's like yeah. uh, if his thumb's good, start him. And uh, so I don't know. I, I'm just a little aggravated. I got too many shares of Karis Levert. Eh, that's it, man. That's all I got. I'm gonna jump over to the next game, the L.A. Clippers. Um, Tough loss for the Clippers, man. They at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets getting the victory, one fourteen to one hundred four. I'm gonna check out the Clippers side of this game first. First, I'm gonna say Paul George is out and uh, could be could miss some time here. Uh, hamstring. I think the Clippers are gonna play safe. Maybe he misses a, another game or a few more games. So uh, keep an eye on that situation. In his absence, Kawhi Leonard had a nice game. 30 points, 3 steals, 4 assists, 5 boards, 2 threes. Doing his thing. You know, we we worry about Kawhi Leonard's 
rest and load management days, but when he plays, he's pretty rock solid. Um, and the usage is outstanding, man. He took 25 shots. Nobody else on this team even came close. Um, was 12 of 25 from the field. Uh, again, with no Paul George, Lou Williams getting the start. Wait, did Lou Williams start? Yes, he did. He started and put up 26 points, a steal, four assists, four rebounds, three threes on eight of 17 shooting from the field. He was seven to nine from the line. Pat Beverly, nine points, a steal, seven assists, six rebounds. This feels like a very Pat Beverly type line. Three threes on three of seven shooting from the field. Zubak gets the start, but he only gets minutes in the high teens or or like the 20-minute range. He had six points, nine rebounds. The guy you want in that front court is Montrez Harrell, who put up 25 points, two blocks, one steal, eight rebounds, was nine of 13, seven of nine of 13 from the field, seven of nine from the line. Patterson, Pat Pat has been starting, but does very little. We saw it here tonight in 13 minutes, had zero points and one assist in 13 minutes. Um, off the bench, don't trust anyone off this bench. Shamet, Harkless, Jamichael Green, Magruder. It just, you can't trust anyone here off the bench. Kurt, what do you think of the Clippers? With you, man. I mean, there's there's so many teams at this point of the year where we know who they are and nothing really changes a whole lot, kind of like with uh, Milwaukee. But then at the same time, those teams, when you know somebody's going to be out, you know who the fill-in guy is. You know, if, if Bledsoe's going to be out, uh, DiVincenzo, or any of the other starters, probably DiVincenzo. Uh, things like that. With the Clippers, it almost doesn't matter. If PG's not playing, there's no guy that really emerges. Kawhi's not playing, nobody really emerges. If both of them are playing, nobody emerges. It's, it's so weird. Um, it's really just Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell will will eat more. I would think Shamit, who I'm, I'm not a fan of, would get more shots with PG out. And he saw 25 minutes, but no points, two assists, one block. So I don't think he's anywhere. I'm really not even looking at him. Um, and the, even when... His whole game is just threes and really on bad percentages. He does nothing else. So if you're super desperate for threes, if PG's going to miss time, you can maybe look at him. But, yeah, one of those weird teams where nothing really ever changes from a fantasy landscape um, in, in terms of pickups anyway. And I own PG in a couple of spots just hoping that he's going to be okay. They're probably not going to rush him. Other than that, I got nothing on these guys, Adrian. <laughs> what happened on the Denver side of this game? Our buddy, so we had uh, Paul Millsap sitting out tonight again. I don't know how long he's supposed to be out. I thought it was a day-to-day thing. Um, And so we know with him out, Jeremy Grant steps into his role. He missed five free throws tonight, but he had 11 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. We know he's got that nice blocks and three-pointers game. Uh, If if, if, uh, Millsap's going to miss time, uh, I think he's a pickup. But with it being day-to-day, don't cut anyone you're going to miss. Jokic has been really nice over the last month. He's been number nine in nine cat, according to Yahoo. Tonight, 20 and 15, six dimes, a steal, three three-pointers. Jamal Murray's been pretty solid as well. He's somebody I don't really think a whole lot about in fantasy for whatever reason. He just doesn't usually land on my teams, and I don't see him just go nuts very often. So he almost is like – I almost don't even think about it. It's, it's weird. He's – 
Anyway, today he had 19 points, four rebounds, two assists, one three, a nice 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, he's number 39 over the course of the last month, 94% from the free throw line in that span. Good for him. Will Barton, he's been number 70 in the last month, so don't overreact to tonight's line, six and five. He still gave you some cash counters, though. Uh, one steal, one block, one three. Gary Harris, he's been <laughs> on and off more teams than I think any player in most of my leagues this year. Saw 24 minutes tonight, four fouls, so maybe he would have gotten a few more minutes without the foul trouble. 15 points, three boards, two assists, three steals, two threes. Couldn't blame you if you wanted to continue holding him. Couldn't blame you if you wanted to drop him. Uh, his strength are the steals over the last month, 1.9. So right now he's really like a steal streamer. He's not even really hitting the threes, 0.9 threes in that that time frame. And that's usually one of his strengths too. So if you need steals, go for it. Not a must-own guy. Michael Porter Jr. got a lot of hype recently when he, he went off for the 25 points. Hasn't done much since. This is probably his best game since. But only saw 19 minutes. That's not enough minutes for me in standard leagues, 14-teamers, maybe in 16-teamers because you're probably looking for a stash type of guy with some upside. But other than that, I don't think he's a pickup. 13 points, four boards, one steal, one block, one three. Uh, this team's too good, and I don't – They if it would be one thing if he was, like, on a bad team and they had a reason to play him. If he was on Cleveland, you know, great. Um, or Golden State, maybe, but – on the Nuggets, I don't think there's going to be enough opportunity for him there this year. Also saw Torrey Craig off the bench get 27 minutes for 11-5. and five. And again, not a standard league guy. I feel like I might be missing something here, Adrian. What's your take on the Nuggets? Man, the Nuggets, just one of these teams that... Uh, for me, it's a little aggravating for fantasy because they just have too many mouths to feed. They're so deep. Um, it's tough. And, you know, like Paul Millsap is out and they're still too crowded and overloaded. And so, I don't know, man, not really much for me. You covered them great. And uh, I had a team, even though, you know, they do have uh, some nice fantasy pieces and some guys who contribute and who are putting up great value, I kind of tend to sit uh, shy away from situations like the Denver Nuggets. So, anyways, not uh, not really much for me to add here. I'm going to jump over to the, I believe, the last game of the evening. The Charlotte Hornets and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns getting the victory 192. Going to check out the Charlotte side of this game first. Kurt, you mentioned earlier you dropped you dropped Miles Bridges, a very aggravating player to have on your roster. I know because I think I have him on every team um, this season. But nice game from him. You know, he tends to be real up and down. And uh, this is a nice game. I I'm happy with this game. 14 points. Three defensive stats with the two steals, the block, five assists, five rebounds. Didn't even hurt you too bad from the field. Was four, uh, was seven of thirteen there. I will take this line from him every night if I could. Uh, Devonte Graham, after a really hot start, he's been trending down just a little bit. I'm not worried though. I think he's going to still be a great value on the season. 22 points for him. Uh, 
four defensive stats from Devontae Graham with the three steals, a block, eight assists. We know he's always good for some threes. He had four of them tonight with seven of 18 from the field, four or five from the line. He's been good. Terry Rozier, this is disappointing. Only shot one of 10 for five points, two assists, two boards. P.J. Washington, I've seen him hit the wire in a couple leagues, and I would pick this guy up. Um... You know, prone to have some bad games. Tonight was only had only four points, one steal, two assists, three rebounds, one three on one of six shooting. But I think he's a guy who could be good for the second half of the season. Man, the center spot in Charlotte is tough because Biombo's getting the start, but Cody Zeller is really the guy who kind of has been getting more minutes. You know, even though Biombo started he only played 18 minutes for 3.7 rebounds one steal one block where cody zeller got 30 minutes 15 points for him five assists a steal eight rebounds on seven of 11 shooting but real tough situation in standard leagues to trust any of these centers here in charlotte and uh another interesting thing Dwayne bacon coming off the bench and man uh 10 of 15 from the field off the bench in 32 minutes. He had 24 points, two assists, a steal, five rebounds. I'm going to keep an eye on Bacon. I was actually high on Bacon coming into the season, but with the emergence of P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, and some of these guys, um, it just hasn't happened for Bacon, but I'm going to keep an eye on him. This was a nice game, but I think for the most part, as long as he continues coming off the bench, he could be tough to trust. I don't really um, have a lot of faith in him emerging as a good fantasy uh, guy in the second half of the season, but I'm going to keep an eye on him. Um, other than that, I guess I need to mention Nicholas Batum in 32 minutes off the bench. He had two points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal. I've seen him on the wire everywhere, and I'm sure you could just leave him there. Other than that, not too much else to talk about on this Hornets team. Kurt, what do you think of Charlotte? Only uh, I'm pretty sure that Bridges drop over DJJ is gonna is gonna hurt for a little bit. Um, and other than that, you mentioned Devonte Graham and how he's been trending down. You want to know how far down he's been? Oh, geez, I haven't looked, so I'm curious how far down has he been That's, trending? Yeah, so I'm surprised uh, by Yahoo's last 30 days average, 14 game sample size, nine cat. He's number 128. Wow. And a lot of that, I feel like I keep buy, calling him a buy low every week. His, because I feel like his shooting has nowhere to go but up. But it keeps going down. Right now, in that span, he's shooting twenty nine and a half percent from the field. Wow. So that's that's really the only hole in his game right now. He also has three point two turnovers. But I feel like when somebody's contributing, you know, fifteen points, eight assists, three threes, eighty six percent from the line. And as a point guard, a young point guard, you know the turnovers are going to be there. So if he gets the field goal percentage up, I think he'll be just fine. He's another guy where I think, kind of like we were saying with Ja, where I think he's actually better than what the rankings are telling you. So I, I would take him. I would take him in a heartbeat. I would. It might look like I'm trading down, but I would trade like a top hundred, maybe top eighty, ninety guy to get him, just because those assists the points the threes are so juicy I, I don't think i would mind too much taking that hit in the field goal department and maybe we'll say this again next week but i can't see how it gets much worse watch next week he's shooting 20 <laughs> <laughs> um 
other than that, man, like you said, the Zeller and Biombo thing, they kind of cancel each other out to an extent, and it's kind of hard to, to trust one or the other in the standard leagues. Mm-hmm. What happened on the Phoenix side of this game? All righty. So DeAndre Ayton came off the bench. This was his second game in a row coming off the bench. Uh, he had 18 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block in 26 minutes. Bain started, saw 22 minutes for 8 points, 7 boards, 1 steal, 1 block. He was really strong when Ayton was out, but with him back, and even though Baines is still starting, with all these starters healthy, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone here for him for a standard league guy. Maybe a 14-16 teamer, but standard leaguers, I think he can look elsewhere. Uh, Devin Booker had one of his bad games. He'd been really hot prior to, uh, what was that, the 10th where he scored 24 points. His scoring, he had 34, 40, 38, 32, 33, 32, 34. He was just cooking in that span. So he was due for an off night. Still had nine assists, which was nice. A steal, a block, a three, and 12 points. Seven turnovers hurts. Three of 12 from the field hurts, but you know he contributed in enough categories. He'd been so hot. I think you'll take this one from him. Rubio had 10 and nine, two three-pointers. Kelly Oubre is just scorching hot. 25 points, 15 boards, one steal. Sorry, three steals, two blocks, two threes, one assist, and played 40 minutes. This was just a regulation game, 40 minutes. Uh, Let's see. In the last month, Oubre is number 23 on the season, almost 20 points a game, six boards, 1.6 steals, almost 50% from the field, 80% from the stripe. Is he a sell-high guy? Uh, curious to hear your take on that one, Adrian. I think I think he is. Number 23 is pretty high, but also I don't – he's just a stud. I don't see him dropping a ton. Um, and you could probably do one of those reverse psychology kind of things on a guy where if there's another guy in your league who thinks, oh, yeah, he's a sell-high and he needs to get rid of him, try to scoop him up from that guy. And, you know, it's one of those – sell high not sell high weird moments where the guy's trying to get out from under him but really that's maybe he could stay in that ballpark of value i think i'm talking in circles here um (laughs) dario sharic always reminds me of uh sean connery he had 23 minutes for 5.6 rebounds two assists one three i don't think he's a standard league guy especially with eight and back uh notable off the bench Mikael Bridges had 26 minutes, 10 points, one steal, two rebounds, one three. He's a fringy, fringy standard league guy if you need steals. But now with this team pretty much all healthy, I, I think he's more of a 14-teamer. I think he can do better in standard league, especially this time of year when we got a, a good amount of hot pickups out there. Adrian, what did I miss on these Suns? Man, you did not miss anything thorough as usual. I, I'm I'm okay with sticking with Devin Booker. I don't think he's a sell high. You know, if I just to be contrarian, if I had one concern um, after the hot start that the Suns were on at the beginning of the season, they were in the playoff hunt um, at that quarter mark. Now they're out of the playoffs. I think they're two spots out of the playoffs and falling. So my only concern is. Later in the season, let's say Booker picks up an injury, which we've seen him do in seasons past, 
does he get shut down but you know the chances of that happening i i think is is pretty small or rare so i would definitely stick with devin booker we know he's the number one option on this team and always uh an elite scorer in the nba so i love him man what what pains me kurt is you know we've talked about miles bridges i think i talked about i have him on every team i could have drafted kelly Oubre, and uh yeah and so that's one of those things where uh, I wish I could get in with Time Machine and go back on draft day because I would have loved to have taken Kelly yeah. Oubre over Miles Bridges. Oubre with the giant double-double here with the five defensive stats. He's been good. And then just real quick, interesting situation. Weird to see what's going on with Aiton coming off the bench, but still uh, definitely a guy you can play because he's still getting minutes. He's still getting usage. He's still getting putting up numbers off the bench, but it's a weird, interesting thing for a guy who's supposed to be uh, – part of the face of the franchise right like uh uh this is a guy who you're supposed to build your team around and he's coming off the bench he's supposedly healthy so i don't know what's going on here and uh i'm sure it's nothing it's fine i would not be panicking if i had Aiton, but definitely a strange situation one that i'm watching just it's just a little interesting kurt anything else before we wrap a bow on this one only thing i got man is like you said when uh you're always looking back on on the <laughs> the draft and who I could have taken in this spot and oh my gosh what a value if I would have taken this guy but you can't you can't think about those things you'll drive yourself crazy <laughs> if, if you're looking and seeing gosh in most drafts I could have had Brandon Ingram in round 10 oh, or Wiggins in round 12 yeah. like if you go back and you could just pick the perfect team of who you would have taken in all these spots like you just steamroll your competition and you don't want that that'd be too easy <laughs> no uh yeah, you can't think about that stuff. It'll drive you crazy. It does drive me crazy. All right, you guys. What a what a great night of NBA action. Kurt, I'm, I, this is awesome, man. I'm glad I got to talk to you tonight. It's just great stuff as usual. Uh, where can the listeners find you at? Yeah, you can find me at Captain Kanegis, C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. Sometimes I think I even spell it wrong when I say it out loud. Um, so just look for it in the description. Uh, I like to hit you up, hit up people with uh, responses to the questions, ads, drops, trades, all that good stuff. Adrian, where can they find you? I'm at Adrian Benjamins. You know, we've actually have had some great questions on Twitter, and uh, I know you, you were very fast to uh, get a response, and I I love it. So <laughs> please feel free to hit up captain kurt beach and i on twitter we love hearing from you and we love uh to give our insight if we can help you guys at all we would be more than happy to do that and you guys uh we'll see you guys next weekend we hope you guys have a great week uh hope your players are doing well hope your team's staying healthy and uh we'll talk to you guys next week This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.